Welcome, cannabis enthusiasts, to the first episode of The Johnny Chronicles. I'm your host, Nick Parazino, a bud tender and an avid cannabis connoisseur, as I do say so myself. And today, we have an exciting lineup for you. We're diving into the various ways people consume cannabis, checking out the hottest new releases, discovering fun facts about cannabis from around the world, and revealing what's been flying off the shelves this week. So, sit back, relax, and let's embark on this journey through the world of cannabis. What I have for you today is an interview with one of my colleagues, Brady Perriard. He works with me at my dispensary, and he is one of the most knowledgeable people I know about this. So here we are listening to him about why he consumes cannabis. How do you typically consume cannabis? I typically consume cannabis um, by smoking it with um, either a bong or in a joint. Um, I also do consume using uh, vape cartridges, um, also do consume uh, just the concentrate itself in a dab rig. Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything, uh, edibles as well, I do topicals as well too. I, like I said, I do pretty much everything, but I do prefer my smoking uh, bong and joints uh, mainly. If you had to choose just one kind of strain to smoke, why do you think you'd be more inclined towards THC dominant strains, CBD dominant strains, or a balanced ratio of both? If I had to choose one kind of strain, um, it's kind of hard to pick. I would probably go for um, a balanced ratio THC CBD, just for the reasoning that I could smoke it all day long. Um, one, it'll help me for my medical reasons so um anything and all of that but also i can enjoy it on the weekends uh, anytime i also just want to consume cannabis just recreationally as well a balance ratio is great um i don't need that much to get me where i need to be it's really if i had to choose one that would definitely be the one to go for what are your thoughts on controlling dosage like microdosing or precise measurements my thoughts on controlling dosage is really depends what you use cannabis for um, if you're using cannabis more medically definitely sure microdosing and making sure you know exactly how much you're consuming is definitely more important than if you're just consuming cannabis you know on the weekend with a couple buddies around the fire or something like that but uh for sure precise measurements like knowing how much you smoked or either if you're eating or drinking or consuming oil and all that knowing exactly how much you need to take and for what situations is definitely very, very important. Are you familiar with terpenes? What specific flavors would you find most appealing in cannabis products? I'm pretty familiar with terpenes. Um, I don't know all of them, but I am okay, well-versed in a, a little bit of them. Um, personally, my specific favorite flavors, it really depends, because um, if, you're, if you're talking about favorite terpenes, I would say, you know, you're looking to more your like uh, flavorful ones, like your uh, limonene and stuff like that to give you like the citrusy aspects, but more flavors. I'm a very big uh, fruity guy. I like the like fermented berry taste, the really nice fruity smell to it, the citrusy. Um, I find that very appealing in cannabis. I don't like it when it just smells hay or earthy. 
I find that very disappealing. A nice fruity aroma is always, uh, will always drag me towards that product over another. What's your experience with exploring alternative consumption methods like concentrates or infused beverages? My experience with new products like beverages and concentrates and stuff like that is really nice. Um, I find they just have a different um, time to be used for. They have different um, usages, like uh, beverages. I find that's way more of a social thing. Like a lot of people like to uh, consume um, alcohol. I'll just consume an infused beverage instead. Um, I find that a very good replacement with uh, social events and stuff like that. Um, and then concentrates as well. I find that just brings you into a whole new world of cannabis in a whole. Uh, concentrates is definitely something that uh, people should explore if they're interested in knowing a lot about cannabis, but it's to each their own. It, there's a lot and a lot to know and learn about concentrates. Do you prefer indica, sativa, or hybrid strains? Why? In all honesty, I don't think I could pick a favorite between indica, sativa, or hybrid strains because I find at the end of the day, I'll, I'll always tell people indica is my favorite, but then I'll try a new sativa from a brand new brand with brand new genetics and now that's my favorite and I love sativas again and then I'll do the same thing for a hybrid and it's constantly rotating so I find it depends more on the terpenes how the how the growers have grown it taking care of the plant the genetics of it and all that it's a uh, in my opinion it's a lot deeper than just indica sativa or hybrid what are you using cannabis for are there specific effects you are there specific effects you seek from cannabis, such as relaxation, creativity, pain relief, or improved focus? I use cannabis a lot for um, my just physical pain um, and uh, internal pain. I suffer from IBD, also uh, Crohn's disease, um, which is IBD. Um, so I do happen to get a lot of cramps during the day for random reasons. Um, and I also have a lot of back pain due to a car accident and working in construction for a little bit. Um, and I find that uh, cannabis does help a lot with that. Um, I find it gets me where I need to be. It makes my day more enjoyable, um, makes it more comfortable for me, um, depending on what I'm doing. Um, if I'm going out and stuff like that, it makes it a lot easier for me to uh, be able to do things. Um, I also find it a lot to just relax on my time off. Um, I do uh, work a lot and it does uh, put a lot of wear on my back and all my body I find so just consuming a little bit during my time off is uh, very helpful. Always helps with pain relief and stuff like that. How open are you with the fact that you consume? I'm pretty open with the fact that I consume. I anyone who asks i won't lie to them about it i'm not afraid of saying it um, i'm not afraid of judgment either i know it comes with it a lot of people hate the smell of it try and you know don't don't like people who smoke but it's not something that i worry about i'm not too afraid of it i don't hide myself that much i i respect the people who don't appreciate it i don't try and smoke around people who don't uh, enjoy the smell um, or the effects of it and all that, and then what it comes with it. So I, I respect their wishes, but I, when I'm in my house, I'll, I'll do what I want. You know, I'll smoke my weed, and that's how I feel about it.
The one, the only Snoop Dogg has released his new wave of cannabis products under the name Dog Labs and is being circulated in the Canadian and Israeli markets with plans soon to reach the United States. This means we now have two musicians who have their own cannabis brand. Snoop Dogg with Dog Labs and Ice Cube with Caviar Gold. Caviar Gold tends to make a lot of moon rocks and a lot of concentrates, whereas Dog Labs will focus on the more disposable vaporizers side, have a little bit of flour, they'll have their own vape cartridges as well, pre-rolls, all of those fun things. The strains are regular market strains, with the cryptochronic flour being a cross of animal mints and kush mints. It's grown by Cannavol Farms, and Cannavol owns several large companies such as Weedme, Dog Labs, Bonfire, Green Seal, Natural History, and more. The Lodidodi OG flower is a hybrid cross of strawnana and papaya that gives it a full strawberry flavor with accents of cream. It's advertised to be more of a gassy strain, but the flavor profile that comes through is more reminiscent of a sour strawberry candy. It's advertised at 28 to 32% THC for a 30 to $40 three and a half, so the flower sits comfortably in its price zone. In the Netherlands, cannabis is still technically illegal. However, it is tolerated in licensed coffee shops. These sorts of coffee shops fall under heavy restrictions, such as not being able to advertise or sell alcohol at all, since they're regulated separately. The customer must be 18, and some may choose to impose stricter rules such as purchasing limits. In recent years, local authorities have implemented measures such as distance requirements from schools and other educational institutions. Amsterdam specifically has its own coffee shop policy. The Dutch Opium Act states that personal possession of small amounts of cannabis or soft drugs up to 5 grams is a punishable offense, though it's not enforced. The sale of soft drugs and the use of small amounts of marijuana and hashish are allowed in licensed coffee shops. The municipality of Amsterdam has its own coffee shop policy intended to keep the coffee shop sector small, orderly, and manageable. Uh, as a consequence though, the number of coffee shops in Amsterdam have been reduced from 350 in 1999 to 165 in 2017. They've contributed to a decrease in street sales, thus helping separate the tolerated soft drugs market from the illegal hard drugs market. Coffee shops are subject to regular visits and inspections by police, sort of like how the AGCO comes by to dispensaries and makes sure that everything is in working order and nothing wrong is happening, or nothing's going against the law at all. Proprietors of coffee shops that do not comply with regulations can be prosecuted with the possible consequence of temporarily or permanently shutting down said coffee shop. The policy is aimed to discourage use of soft drugs by young people, preventing criminal involvement in the sector, preventing public nuisance, protecting the health of cannabis users, and maintaining regular contact between municipal authorities, coffee shop owners, healthcare professionals, and schools and colleges. However, this does mean that strict rules and regulations apply for coffee shops, such as they need to provide a valid permit and a certificate of good conduct. Selling more than 5 grams per day per person is prohibited, and the stock of cannabis kept in the coffee shop must not exceed 500 grams. Coffee shops are not permitted to sell alcohol or hard drugs. People aged under 18 are not permitted to enter the premises, and it must be strictly enforced. Advertising for drugs in coffee shops is prohibited, and proprietors of coffee shops are responsible for providing their customers with information on the quality and risks of the cannabis on sale. While it may sound fine and dandy right now, there is issues with having these coffee shops sell marijuana on the streets of Amsterdam. It makes it incredibly tempting for students to try to enter which is why they have these age restrictions and why it's being enforced regularly, why some of these shops are having to be moved away from schools, why they have to be built a certain distance away from schools. But not only that, 
Amsterdam residents are worried about over-tourism and public nuisances when it comes to these coffee shops. Tourists don't know how to act when they're allowed to be high in public, almost. If you have an American citizen, where league isn't legal in their state, they go to a coffee shop, they get some coffee, they try some marijuana. They'll try a little bit and say it's too much for them, right? This could cause a public nuisance, and it's one of the things that the coffee shop owners are trying to avoid and what the police in Amsterdam are trying to avoid. And I think these are good regulations. I think there needs to be more regulations in place for tourists to have some sort of background check go on, um, make sure that the person is suitable to consume cannabis at the time, make sure that they are in a safe headspace, make sure that they have a way home. I think there just needs to be more proactivity in general trying to keep people safe when they are doing these soft drugs. Even though they are considered soft drugs, they are still drugs. You can still have bad experiences with them. <coughs> Courtesy of my manager, I now have the top selling products of this week. As far as pre-rolls go, the general admission infused pre-rolls are always going to take it at my location. I have sold more than my fair share of Tiger Blood infused pre-rolls, the Peach Rings, the Five Loco, and they even brought out some new Pink Britney recently, so I've been recommending that, haven't gotten any feedback on it yet, but I will let you know how it is. As far as flour goes, we have the GMO Cookies 3.5 and, and 7 by Spinach. It's a nice indica-leaning hybrid at around 29-30% to 30 right now. And we also have Mandarin Cookies, the 3.5 and, and a 7 by Back 40 which is a sativa-dominant hybrid at around 25-27%. to 27%. It's been going pretty well. There's a nice bud structure to it as well. Back 40s really fixed a lot of their issues with growing. It's not as dry as it used to be, which explains why it's been flying off the shelves as well. As for beverages, we'll always be selling the Neon Rush and the Cali Blast by Versus. They taste like Mountain Dew, they work incredibly well, their infusion method works amazing, and it hits you faster than edibles would. As for edibles, we are always going to be selling the Pearls by Grun, the Blackberry Lemonade 1 to 1 to 1 edibles, have 2 milligrams of THC, 2 milligrams of CBD, and 2 milligrams of CBN, which are perfect for those who are not needing too, too much THC, but want to go to sleep. This has been the first episode of Johnny Chronicles. I hope you enjoyed this episode as there will be more like it coming up. And I implore you to leave a comment on this episode. Let me know what I should try next, what I missed, what you think should be selling better, or any of your thoughts in general. You can find this on any streaming platform like Spotify, YouTube Music, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're always aware of where you're smoking cannabis and who you are around, as not everyone does it. Be respectful to those around you, follow your local laws, don't carry more than 30 grams of cannabis with you at any time, and do not operate any heavy machinery while under the influence of cannabis. And we'll see you next time.